I'm Lou Cortese, and I'm the director of St. Joseph Radio, and I think you heard earlier, this is our 40th anniversary. I was three years old when we started. We started. It was one of those miracles that only God can give us a mission. And that's what today's all about, isn't it? Um, the Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. Many of us are here um, to be inspired, to um, become more familiar with what God's calling us to. What I'd like to, to bring to our attention is that he's also calling us to a mission. We are here to change the world. You know, we have to agree, our world is in, in turmoil. We have dealt with COVID, and with COVID, we have lost probably 40% of our Catholics. I remember someone coming into our office and saying to me, I haven't returned to Mass yet, I enjoy watching it on TV. But my goodness, wait, you're missing the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. I also remember 40 years ago, reading an article that only 30% of Catholics believe in the real presence of Christ. And here it is 40 years later. And I'm afraid that statistic stands. We are missing the mock. We're missing it. We have our children that are wandering aimlessly because the media is telling them and dictating to them what we should and should not do. We are denying the real presence of God. What are we going to do about it as faithful Catholics? Now what I'd like to do is um, give you some testimonies, stories of how we have evangelized for 40 years. And boy, do I have stories. I think I could be here for about three days. We have so many wonderful stories. Matter of fact, one just recently happened. And I was traveling uh, from California, and at the airport there was a lady there with two children. Now I'm telling you these stories. We all have stories to tell. But what I'm doing is I'm giving you suggestions in my own way. I'm showing you how easy it is to bring Christ to the world. You do not have to be a theologian. You just have to let people know you care so they care what you know. Let people know you care so they care what you know. And put that smile on your face because if you're a faithful Christian, you need to show it. You know, good or bad, we need to be there with that smile, with that welcome, no matter what. People respond. And that's what happened at the airport. This woman and her, her husband with their two little children, and I always, always acknowledge children. And I have great stories about that. Whenever you're in a restaurant, rather than getting upset because the children are loud, congratulate the parent. Tell them how, how special children are. Anyway, that's what I did with this couple. And she said, oh, yes, they're, they're a bit rowdy. But I said, you know, my son has 12 children. And she went, oh, 12? How can she do that? And they homeschool. Oh, how can she do that? And I said to her, well, you know what? If you say you can, you can. If you say you can't, you can't. I says, and well, we're 
We're Catholic, and they raised the children to stay close to God. And I encouraged her, I said, and you know, whatever your religion is, talk religion and politics to your children because that's the foundation you need. And she says, well, you know, my husband's Baptist and I used to be Catholic. Really? I didn't have time to ask her why she left, but I happened to have a, a gift basket. In my pocket, I always have the miracle of the Eucharist card or some tract that's going to introduce her to the church of her baptism. And I told her, I said, look at the church again. Look at the church again. I said, you know, we're in turmoil. They're trying to take our religious liberty away. They're redefining marriage. They're trying to take our children away. They're, they're, they're our babies. We have so much that we must stand for. And all of us here as Christians, that's what our job is. What happens with this couple is between the couple and God. But to introduce them to the God that I love from the Catholic Church was a starting point. And I said, you know, just look at that church. Just look at that church again. And what happens is between her and God. But these are little opportunities that we have when we meet someone. For instance, in a restaurant, I love doing this. I always ask the waitress, what's your name? Or the waiter, what's your name? Well, recently one was Monica. <gasps> Monica, do you know about your Saint Monica? And I started telling her about Saint Monica and Saint Augustine. I said, you know, I said, you have a great saint there. Look her up on the internet. She's a great prayer warrior. And I gave her a quick course on the saints. Another gentleman, his name was Dominic. Oh, you must be Catholic. Well, my grandmother named me. Really? Well, aren't you Catholic? Well, no. Well, you need to look at the church that your grandmother gave you. That church is awesome. And learn about St. Dominic. You know, there's this rosary. I bet you've heard about the rosary. You know, so you give them a little opportunity to want to know more. Those are things that you can do. Um, there, uh, there was, Father mentioned the Eucharist. Father Jim mentioned the Eucharist and adoration. At our office, we were blessed to have the Blessed Sacrament. Archbishop Carlson gave us the Blessed Sacrament. We have our St. Joseph Chapel. So people will come in and visit. I remember a gentleman coming in and uh, he was trying to sell us a telephone system. But he saw that we had religious items there. He said, do you have a crucifix, a cross? Yes. He started telling me his wife was divorcing him and he was in great, great turmoil. And I said, let me introduce you to Jesus. And I brought him into our chapel and I explained the gold box. He sat there for 20 minutes. By the time he left there, he was in tears. That's what the Blessed Sacrament can do. Now you say, how do I evangelize my children? How do I evangelize family? Because they're the worst ones. Well, one, one great way to do it, I found this to be very interesting. If you're sitting at the dinner table and you have your children there and they're visiting, you just turn around and say, oh, I forgot to go to confession. That opens conversation. Mom, are you, are you serious? You really think you need confession? Then you have to ask, well, why do you feel that way? 
What is it? Why aren't you practicing the faith? Why aren't you Catholic anymore? And you let them talk. Keep asking questions. I spoke to a group in um, Ohio, and there, was, there were some men there, and I mentioned the same thing about talking religion and politics, introducing God, introducing the faith, finding out why your family is in the church and why they're not in the church. He says, you know, he says, I never thought of asking. I never thought of asking why my son left the church. He says, and I'm gonna do that today. Communication. You don't have to grab them and say, you need to be Catholic because you know what? God converts hearts. It's not up to you to convert anyone. But you have to show that we have answers. We have answers. But you have to know what the question is. You have to know why they left. I must say, and I, I hate to admit to this, but I think that in many cases our young people have left the church because it's just not convenient. But I also have to remind them that it wasn't convenient for Christ to be crucified. At one point I, I told my, my brother, I said, you know, you're suffering, you're in, you have trials, but you're not turning to the God that can help you. Matter of fact, he doesn't even know who you are. Introduce yourself to God. He wants to be there to help you. He is there to help you, but he needs to know who you are. Another thing, say it's your birthday. Ask your son, ask your daughter, let's go to Mass and then go out for breakfast. You know, everyone loves to go out to eat. You know, just inspire them to attend Mass with you, just once. Bring them to adoration for 10 minutes. Say, listen, I need to make a stop at church. 10 minutes, adoration and then we'll go out to eat because I really have issues that I need to deal with and God's gonna help me, so would you come with me? Once they're introduced to our Lord in adoration, it's amazing what will happen. The transformation is there, but he's waiting for us. He's waiting for us to change the world. We have to take a stand. We have to take a stand whether it be politically or spiritually. We cannot let society dictate to us what we believe and who we are as Christians. And that's what we're allowing to happen. So just pray, but put forth action. Please put forth action, because we're only gonna change the world one soul at a time. And if every one of us decides to talk about God to at least 12 people, we can make a difference. We can make a difference, and I think God asks that of us. He expects it of us. And let's not let him down, because he's so good to us. Let's, let's just go forth and change the world one soul at a time. And remember one thing, 90 is the new middle age, so you can't retire. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much. I have so many little stories to tell, but we don't have the time but I would love to have you come out to our St. Joseph Radio office. We need volunteers desperately. We guarantee out of this world benefits and fire insurance. So you would love it there. And in order for to extend the next 40 years, we need your help. So thank you so much for being here. And our next two speakers are gonna be wonderful, but let's have some lunch. Hopefully our, our lunch is here. And um, thank you for persevering today, and it's all gonna be worth it because we're going out to glorify God and let people know you care so they care what you know. God bless you.